Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Week 11 is in the books, and we have a special edition of I Want Your Flex. It's a Thanksgiving edition. We know you're going to be busy. Hopefully, you're going to be safe during the Thanksgiving Day holiday. So this is the only pod that you're getting from us this week. So Mike and I are not only going to look back at what happened on Monday night between the Rams and Buccaneers and the rest of Week 11, but we're also going to look ahead to who you need to pick up in Week 12 and what you could see in Week 12. We've got the triple header on Thursday night with the three Thanksgiving games, or the, I should say, Thursday all day with the three Thanksgiving games, and then we'll ride you into Saturday and then what happens happens on monday night football as well get mike on twitter at swollen dome i'm at dan buyer on fox and for everything that we've had crazy this year mike the nfl has been that constant that normal that us sports fans can rely on because even college football has been wacky the only thing that we've had to adjust to is seeing no fans of the stands and now to have a thanksgiving week like it actually does feel normal even though we may not be getting together with family and friends as much 
all about those virtual uh, gatherings, Dan. Uh, you know, people will be able to sneak a, an extra sip of wine that maybe they'd be called on by a family member in a normal <laughs> gathering, but you know, or maybe a couple extra bites from the snack table. But uh, you know, the usual three games get you fired up. We get the beginning of college basketball coming in over the the next couple of weeks that get people excited. My Northwestern Wildcats are going to be the talk of all of my Thanksgiving phone calls. But it it's just it's the normalcy, right? We you talk about college football one of the big topics to start the week was the fight over clemson and florida state and you know saboteurs and and hiding out and everything else here it's the nfl just keeps going whatever the bad news is at times or curious news or uncertainties it's all right it's game time kick the ball off and let's go so on monday night by the way again you could always hit us up at the i want your flex Twitter handle at I want your flex. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get Mike at Swollen Dome. On Monday night, the Rams went to Tampa, dropped the Buccaneers 27 to 24. As Jared Goff was able to throw it around the lot, was picked off a couple of times, but still uh, had a couple of had had a pair of wide receivers catch double digit passes, break the 100 yard mark. As Goff throws for three scores and uh, plus 370. Well, the guy on the other sideline. Eh, Tom Brady, 216 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. An ugly affair for the GOAT on Monday. Yeah, if the GOAT runs that one in himself instead of Leonard Fournette, it's a pretty nice fantasy day, right? All of a sudden, we're back into the back end of the QB1s. And at least for fantasy purposes, you breathe a sigh of relief and move on. Instead, Fournette has the plunge. You see the, the interceptions and just the inefficiency of the offense. Our job here is not to break down all of those uh, misgivings, but with the number of wideouts they have and big targets, the fact that they couldn't crack the Rams' pressure, right, because they didn't need to send extra guys, which is becoming the book on Brady as he gets older. Just uh, if you can get there with four, uh, makes it a lot harder for him to find the spot. And he doesn't have the arm necessarily to thread the needle. And you saw that on the throw to Brait and unfortunately in some other circumstance. So he was 19th this week amongst fantasy quarterbacks. You got your touchdown from Mike Evans, which was a nice bonus. The play before the touchdown, he'd gotten body slammed by Jalen Ramsey, came back up the next play. And for whatever reason, he switched off to Chris Godwin thereby letting Mike Evans go strong arm and find his way into the end zone. That was your fantasy saver because he wasn't uh, a monster overall. But for fantasy purposes, you mentioned Cooper Cup and, and Robert Woods. I like some explosive plays out of that offense. That's what I've been waiting on, even if the run game just basically fell forward. Moving on to our three-point conversion, because that will piggyback on what uh, you just said. My three-point conversion from the last time we met included Ronald Jones, the Buccaneers running back, had that huge game against Carolina, and I just wasn't buying it. Just mentioning the 96-yard touchdown run that he had, or was it 98 yards? I can't even remember anymore. you got it. Yeah, 98. And while he had 98 yards on that one run, Take that away. He still had 90 yards in that game, but that's 15 points. That's 15.8 points on one play for Ronald Jones. And that's just, that's not going to happen. And the Ronald Jones that we've seen in, in other weeks again appeared on Monday night. And it may not be his fault. He's not that great of a, a back out of the backfield we've talked about, but neither is Leonard Fournette. And Leonard Fournette's getting, I mean, 
he had he had he was all thumbs at times on Monday night. So the Buccaneers running game was a mess. I told you to beware of Ronald Jones, and I hope you listened to me there. I hope you didn't listen to me when I said start Alex Smith because that didn't work out necessarily well. Washington got the win. They just didn't need Alex Smith to do a lot in that contest. And then the Green Bay running backs told you to hold off of them against Indianapolis. While both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones did get into the end zone to maybe salvage the day, Jamal Williams only had 16 total yards. Aaron Jones ended up with 71 total yards and that score. So he had an okay day. So I'll give myself a one and a half out of three on our three-point conversion from a week ago. Well, I'll give you my, my three real quick, Dan. Um, Jameis didn't see the field <laughs> except to shake hands uh, after the game. It ended up being the Taysom Hill show, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the IMI captain, Kirk Cousins, fine. Yeah. They lose. They lose against Dallas in those really cool-looking purple uniforms. Uh, you know, I celebrate all the purple. I tried to tell our boss, Scott Shapiro, hey, that's part of a win, isn't it? Because is that helping my standings? Like, a, No. But in your heart of hearts, they looked good and stylish in that game. <laughs> uh, and then Aaron Rodgers was my third one, just saying, hey, take a look at your options. He finished seventh for the week among QBs. Those were our three-point conversions from when we met last time of previewing week 11. You mentioned Taysom Hill as a pickup. When we recorded the podcast, we did not get the official word, obviously, as you alluded to with the Jameis Winston uh, mention that, Taysom Hill was going to be the starting quarterback and that opened the floodgates in the world of fantasy football which by the way I love because this isn't the stuff that gets talked about a lot on national radio or on our network but we can we can do it here you sent out a tweet on Monday night after it was revealed that ESPN on their site decided to take away the tight end tight end designation that Taysom Hill had, which was actually a dilemma that was over the weekend because there were other sites, Yahoo, the Daily Fantasy Leagues. They did not have Taysom Hill with a tight end designation. They only had him at quarterback. So it was ESPN was one of those one-offs that did, but it sent it it sent a lot of shockwaves through the through fantasy leagues and how this was being dealt with. You and I are on the opposite ends of things i don't want to speak for you but i will just say my piece and let you go but i just didn't think it was fair for a variety of reasons that Taysom hill should be played as a tight end in week 11 and i thought it was an extreme unfair advantage uh, for fantasy lineups that were allowed to do so you have the floor my carmen yeah i, I think it just comes down to you know obviously uh, perhaps unintended but a giant you know wormhole loophole whatever you want to walk through and he'd had the, would have had the tight end designation already right mm-hmm. um so you, you're looking at if someone had wanted to use him in the past given all look and we can argue about whether he should have had the running uh, the the tight end position at all right i think that's that's that was one of my points like terms of like when when, right? when we talk about this off air you're not yeah. supposed to use my points yeah. against me on the air no no that's no a, but but that's what i was trying I was, that's what i'm gonna bring up was, and go no go ahead i didn't know we were in the hot seat or whatever the hell we're calling this i i i was more never giving you my ammo again never again no but but that was a point you brought up i was gonna give you full credit i'm not taking credit for it but but like obviously that that's a legit point of was he ever truly a tight end and if you want to fault espn and and whomever else uh in the largesse of the fantasy realm had given him tight end position i'm all for that 
But once that genie's out of the bottle, he's out of the bottle and creating havoc. So that came, you know, came time come waiver wire clearing, clearing house to make sure that this didn't happen. Or once it was acknowledged that it existed, that the league had to get on the horn, right? We're doing Zoom calls all over the place. We got to figure this out, right? Even if ESPN or whatever league allows it, if in your individual league you decided this wasn't right, it becomes, I think it behooves everybody to get together to have the conversation, not after he's scoring, well, essentially as a running back anyway. Uh, and what he put up in his points yeah. on Sunday as it went. Because, that see, that's the thing that really kind of sucked about the – it wasn't passing touchdowns that ended up making his day. That would have made it probably, you know, a, an easier clear-cut kind of thing because uh, he pretty much did the Swiss Army – uh, side of things sure. that he'd been doing anyway, except he did some more from under center. But for me, you know, once that was that was out there, it was either you had to wrestle it before it became an event on Friday. Because then once he was named a starter, now how do you put that away? Especially if someone used all their free agent acquisition budget to go and try to claim him based yeah. on potentially that loophole. That was the dilemma in our longtime league, and I actually had to take both sides of it. As someone in the league, as a competitor, as a team owner, I did not think that he should be used as a tight end. As a commissioner of how things were being run, I didn't think that it should be changed because of what you just said. But I, the, the tight end part is very, I, I think, is a big part of I just I have never seen Taysom Hill play the role of tight end on an NFL field. I would never even have of considered him running back, wide receiver, fine. He's been in those spots before, but never a tight end. So to have that, that was that was com- completely off. Also, in the same breath as that, is the the points that you're getting from a running back and a wide receiver maybe a little bit more comparable to the quarterback position. The tight end is the different story. And when you try to compare it to other leagues, meaning other sports, there's nothing really in basketball that compares. But there is there are some tie-ins with baseball with well, dual eligibility of I, I would say of of somebody starting pitcher, relief pitcher. You could put them in a couple of different spots. You could put uh, you know, guys playing second base, guys playing outfield, move them around. But I would also argue on the baseball portion of it. Baseball, fantasy baseball's a much longer game. You know, there's 162 sure. games out of the season. In an NFL season, it's short. I think NFL rosters are are smaller than you would have baseball in baseball. So there's at least an opportunity to make up sort of things. And the, the just the gap of what you would get from a normal tight end to what he was going to score just to me was just threw it so out of whack is what I just I, I had an issue with. So that that was me personally as an owner. I just thought it was just so way out of left field that it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, I would say that I, I agree with the the analysis of where he's lined up. I guess maybe you call him an H back in some of those which means you're kind of hybrid running back tight end, and then you flip a coin as to decide where you're at. I don't know. Sure, yeah. Uh, especially since he's running pass routes and whatever with some frequency. But what, you know, for the other sports, it's kind of like if a guy has a catcher eligibility and then never catches another inning. Catcher position for fantasy baseball is usually a dearth of talent, right, where you have a couple of top-heavy guys 
and then you're scrounging. Likewise, a center in fantasy basketball or a center in fantasy hockey. Those are rare. So if you have that eligibility from a a guy that really doesn't play that position, and I know basketball is now positionless, so it doesn't matter, but say you get the center eligibility, that, that, you know, those advantages can be gained as well. But here it's so decided. You got Travis Kelsey is really the only guy on a weekly basis that is the set it and forget it. Almost everybody else you look at going, well, I can argue myself into somebody else pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, there's – I. The, and, and by the way, for those that, that may not know, ESPN made a statement on Monday saying that they were going to take off the tight end eligibility. So now that does affect the guys that, as you said, spent a lot of money – whether it be for the fab or however things played out, guys are now affected by that. Hopefully, hopefully they were able to max out in week 11 and make it somewhat worth it for them because we are getting towards playoff time. But now everything has changed. I, it was a, a great dilemma. I'm actually glad that we actually got to talk about it because it's a topic that it's one of the few times that there are issues like this within the fantasy world now sites are going to try to do this all the time just so we can talk about it and blow it up a little bit more i always thought sure. that with cards like i thought maybe error cards were purposely put in so like sure. people would be you know like be thrown in and be like Your oh, billy ripkin error. card <laughs> yeah yeah well let's let this slide for a little while let's see what people say but this at least got people talking about fantasy football on a much uh, bigger level yeah, different philosophical parts to it. Uh, did you know there were like five or six different attempts, quote unquote, to fix the Billy Ripken error? Yeah, that's no, right. It's not just really? one. There are several. There's a scratch off. There's a color over. There's another different color over. Oh, yeah, there's it, there. There was far more to it than just, hey, some of them got the blank face comment and some just got covered up. No, there were <laughs> there were there were different ways that they uh, corrected the error. Uh, all those years ago. I have one of the originals. I may have a second one. If I have a second one, I'll send it to you. Maybe blow it up and uh, you can frame it on your wall. Uh, <laughs> the, the last with yeah, the FA. The wife will you love know, that. The fat, yeah, well, you know, it's your man cave. Uh, the fab budget is, uh, remember, some folks also tie real currency to that. Sure. So that's where the fights happen, Dan. <laughs> that's where the <laughs> fights happen. Fictional currency? Alright, we'll argue about it and when we do the draft next year you'll make sure to add that into your league's constitution about eligibility but in the interim, someone might have lost themselves a couple of six-packs over that. The, uh, the Well, that's, you know, there's another, there's another issue and I'll just leave it at this. In our league, there are guys who are not as active as other owners. And it just came down to the basic principle of are you going to penalize the people who are active and taking part and reward those who aren't? Because there is a, there, it's been a problem in our league for a while with, with certain rules because you would like rules to be fair to everybody, but sometimes there's unintended consequences and they end up hurting uh, some people when they maybe shouldn't. Yeah, that's life. But that was another situation in our league, like just from the point that we brought up, guys being proactive, guys, you know, doing that sort of thing. And it basically came down to the fact of, all right, are we going to reward the lazy guys and penalize the guys who are active? Is this is how we're going to do it? And in the end, uh, we did not do it that way. But in week 12, it's not going to matter because uh, the positions are going to be changed anyway. It's like office space. They fixed the glitch. 
Yeah, they did. They did. You know, there is a there is a glitch with Taysom Hill, uh, and it happened with Alvin Kamara. Do you think that this continues? I was curious about Michael Thomas's, you know, stature, and it seemed like that the two ended up getting a rapport, but it was Kamara who took the hit in the win against the Falcons. Is this something that you think could continue for one of the top fantasy backs in the game? Yeah, I'm afraid of it for a couple of reasons. Uh, the fact that Hill will run the ball himself, but you also have Latavius Murray there, who I yeah. know you're a big fan of, and I, I've been a fan of him forever. Uh, so his presence is also concerning. Uh, you could see Taysom Hill made a uh, really concerted effort to get the ball out to Michael Thomas. I mean, the target count was Keenan Allen-esque when it was all said, hey, you want another one? Let's just keep force feeding yeah. and, and try to make this happen. Uh, yeah, for Kamara, uh, I'm a little nervous that you, you get a little bit of a downtick in his touches going forward, and the goal line plunges. Now you've got so many different ways you can handle that, and Hill likes to call his own number, being a dynamic runner. So, yeah, some of that goal line work goes away. So Kamara between the 20s is going to have to make the most of it. I thought that and when you see when you see how he ends up being utilized the pass catching ability of Alvin Kamara is the you, you know is the key part and it just doesn't seem like Taysom Hill is going to be that guy that checks down or you know does anything and i think that's where you could see cuz you saw it Kamara got in the end zone but the receiving totals just weren't there uh, for the yeah. Saints can i just say also uh you know it's they got the win great there were a couple of cringy moments of balls that he threw and i don't know if that's first time starter stuff or if those are going to be mechanic issues right short arm in the ball or you know he had a couple that were obvious just drops you know i I don't know that they expected the ball coming out as hot as it did because they're used to drew Brees. so maybe a little bit of a reaction time kind of thing because one sailed right through michael thomas's hands and he just looked around like Nobody saw that, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, because you're the guy who's supposed to catch everything. But, you know, there were a couple of short passes where he just didn't seem to trust what his velocity was supposed to be. And I think that's to your point of where Kamara gets affected out of the backfield. There were some bombs, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, and those yeah. are good. Those are going to be there the next two weeks. Uh, that is for sure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by AT&T Fiber. Okay, what do you call an AT&T wireless customer who also has redonkulously fast internet? Someone who prefers to burn through an entire season of their favorite show in one sitting. Someone who's quick. <laughs> quick to suggest a video group chat while streaming a movie in 8K in the background like it's no big deal just because she can. Someone who feigns sympathy to stories of slow internet woes. Well, they're gagillionaires. Those who have AT&T fiber with hypergig speeds. You see, gagillionaires coast through life in the internet's fast lane because they're powered by the confidence that their fast internet has their back. As an existing AT&T wireless customer, you can get an exclusive offer on the internet that upgrades everything. So start living like a gagillionaire. Get AT&T fiber now with hypergig speeds. Learn more at att.com slash fiber offer. Limited availability in select areas. AK streaming requires compatible device. Restrictions apply. All right, moving on from the Saints, we go to one of the biggest stories from week 11, the injury to Joe Burrow of the Ooh. Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals were banged up anyway. Joe Mixon's still out with that foot injury. So you were maybe riding Gio Bernard or Samaje P. Ryan, uh, but not a lot, not a lot there, especially in, in Bernard's case. But this now also affects Tyler Boyd. This affects anybody that has T. Higgins, the uh, the Bengals. And and by the way, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm not playing Joe Mixon the rest of the season. There's no, no point. Uh, there is absolutely no reason to. And the injury for Burrow a little bit more severe, but uh, that was one of the uh, the the bad news situations we got in week 11. Yeah. My next to my, uh, fantasy Taysom Hill take my operation shut down a burrow didn't go quite viral four weeks ago but it was a talking point for that coming out of that game and for Justin Herbert and for all these other guys like I think you've seen what you needed to and burrow has been a pinata behind that offensive line I mean it was bad and obviously you know free football is a contact sport and injuries happen all the time just when you the thing I looked at, and I said this a little bit with Jason Smith on, on our show Monday night, was I don't blame the Bengals altogether, right? And I, and I know it's hot take theater to say, hey, they should have benched him three weeks ago because you, you'd gotten glimpses of what you needed to see. He's your guy. Not because, look, auditions all around, right? Tua gets pulled. We'll get to him <laughs> as we, we go forward. But, like, you, you know what you have in Joe Burrow. But you didn't adjust the offense 
to make sure that he had some quick outs, that he had some easier routes. You were pushing mm-hmm. the ball downfield. And part of that's, you know, his DNA. But the other part is if that's your game plan, then your game plan was terrible, knowing how much he got beat up. And everybody was bringing up Andrew Luck and all these other. Yeah, they walked away from the game so they were because they were bludgeoned. Why would you want to put this guy into those same paces? If we're going to be comparing him to what David Carr had with Houston all those years ago or what Andrew Luck had with Indy those first couple of years, why would you not go out of your way to prevent that? in your play calling if you knew your personnel wasn't up to snuff. And as soon as Joe Mixon got hurt, that's when things really went south because you mentioned P. Ryan, you mentioned Giovanni Bernard. They're barely falling forward. They're just a shade Mm -hmm. under six feet. They average about 2.2 yards a carry between them. Okay, so to to that end, you have no sense of balance and you're just hanging the guy out to dry. So it was an absolutely awful Sunday for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. It wasn't a great Sunday for the Vikings, but it was a great Sunday for Adam Thielen and fantasy owners. That was the good news. The bad news then came Monday that Thielen ends up being placed on the reserve COVID list. Now, the Vikings had the Panthers coming up in Week 12. Panthers coming off of a game against the Lions that they blanked Detroit, which is as much of an indictment on Matt Patricia as you could have because the issues that the Lions would have, well, you just look at what the Panthers were playing without, and they were still able to muster together a 20 to nothing shutout of Detroit. Point being, Mike, there could be some big pieces missing from that Panthers-Vikings game on Sunday, and with the three Thursday games, how do people proceed with the status of Thielen up in the air and the likeliness, I don't even know if that's a word, I think it is, but the uh, the likelihood, the likeliness, uh, or it being likely that Christian probability, I don't know probability. Whatever. Yeah, we can all use it. The that Christian McCaffrey is going to miss another game. How do we move forward, especially with the three games on Thursday? Well, at least we can still celebrate that on occasion. Mike Davis has some fantasy viability. If nothing else, you know you're going to get your touches. So hang a star on him. We'll continue with Thielen. Now it's the all right. Let's shore up the wide receiver rotation. And hope that he's available. Uh, hope's a dangerous thing, as we well know. But uh, it, it's there's certainly opportunity if he plays. And we know that it really doesn't matter who's on him. He's got sticky hands. I saw all the jokes, Dan, uh, perhaps crude in this COVID environment. But, you know, the Adam Thielen catches everything. So, ha, 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 he caught COVID, too. I, so see, there, was, there, was a, there, was a, there was a race for the gold medal because the joke that I saw 30 times was, well, no Cowboys got close to him, so he's good. Uh, so the Cowboys players should be, should be negative. I, I saw that joke about 30 see, they, times they, as well. There you go. Take the other side of it. So, yeah, you've got Jefferson, and it's just a question of whether you want to go down that depth chart. I would be looking at other – other teams and other options because you know when we look at captain kirk it's a ride the lightning kind of situation with him week to week as it is metallica all right i like it the uh pj walker a little bit yeah the pj walker experiment though i i'll tell you you know he throws a pretty football and he mm-hmm. got the football outside of, of Mike Davis, still got the football to DJ Moore, got it to Curtis Samuel. Robbie Anderson had nine targets and seven catches. So it wasn't like they were, you know, that they had really lost a step without Teddy. And as he said, Mike Davis isn't Christian McCaffrey. But, yeah, I think uh, P.J. Walker served himself pretty well in Week 11. 
Yeah, he was fantastic, right? We saw him winging yeah. around. And as you said, a big indictment on Matt Patricia and Detroit as to what they are for the final six weeks. I don't know how much we we alluded to it the other day, how much of the backlash uh, from the Stafford family really ate into what was going on in, in their locker room yeah. at all. Right, I think there's I think there are Lions fans that would like them to leave the state of Michigan as well. But that's a completely believe, different story. Yeah. And I think there might be something to that. So uh the the what winter of discontent or something like that. But when we look at the the offense for Carolyn, look at Walker. I mean, winging the ball around. You mentioned DJ Moore. He's one of the guys uh as we get into the the hot plays. I mean, you just see week in and week out putting up numbers and all of those guys are, are getting theirs even if it's not world beating the loss of christian mccaffrey necessitates change to the play calling and i think they've adapted brilliantly you know to make sure these guys all get fed because you would think one of them would be the odd man out instead they're all get, at least getting opportunities and really as we talk about all the time here on the podcast all I can say is look at what the data suggests in terms of opportunities, whether it be a matchup play or just play counts, snap counts, or targets. That's really all we can promise. And at least Carolina, to that end, they're, they're doing a good job distributing the ball and making everybody happy and keeping defenses on their toes. So uh, applauds, uh, applauding them. And for P.J. Walker, everybody got to know his name, and we got to celebrate the XFL because how many Vince McMahon memes did you see on Sunday? <laughs> there were a few. There were a few. By the way, I am glad that we get to do this. The Detroit Lions – you get epic fails. Epic fail. When you lose 20 to nothing, you deserve the epic fails drop. So that's what the Lions get. When we look back at our recommendations for week 11, I only focus on my two and my give you one reason to start and give you one reason to bench a guy. And again, seemingly like every week, I go one for two. I will say this. I did take the easy way out when I said I'm going to give you a reason to bench Derrick Henry because I said you're not going to bench him. So I was kind of covering my back end, covering my losses. If I was really going to stick to it, I would have just said sit Derrick Henry, but I don't recommend doing that. I thought the Ravens were going to keep him in check, and really for about three quarters they did. You weren't thinking that it was going to be a great Derrick Henry game. Then the fourth quarter came, then the overtime came, and a buck 33 and Derrick Henry's in the end zone. But I do think that I hit on the give you one reason to start, which is connected to the Panthers. I went to the Curtis Samuel well again, ended up having eight catches for 70 yards, had uh, another four yards rushing, but got into the end zone. So a 21.4 point game if you started Curtis Samuel at week 11. I dig that. And look, the guys like Derek Henry or on my case, like it's the Aaron Rodgers. It's the, you're not benching them, but you're getting a bit nervous, right? Sure. That you may not get your numbers. And for Derek Henry, that fourth quarter and an overtime run, obviously the game sealer. I mean, how many people raised arms in victory? Like they were end of Shawshank and they'd crawled through the field sitting there in the rain, uh, Tim Robbins style. All right, I'll leave it alone. Uh, all right, for my my cold sores of the week, I mentioned Rodgers. He finished seventh. I wasn't feeling it against Indianapolis. Uh, Deshaun Watson had himself a killer game. Uh, top performer, 
uh, at the position for the week. Didn't expect much out of him. Mentioned earlier, Mike Evans found the end zone. I'll give myself the loss for that one uh, as well. Perhaps not epic, but a loss. And then, of course, anybody that used or wasted a roster spot, I think long-term it'll hold some value, uh, but got excited about Jameis and maybe picked him up instead of someone else. Uh, blame me, I guess. You know, it'll make you feel better about yourself. So you can go and, and hammer me there as well. I threw out a quick theory, and I'm going to just run it past you on Jameis in the Saints. Aside from him having less time in the system than Taysom Hill did, and aside from the reports that we had heard of Sean Payton, uh, you know, saying that Taysom Hill, you know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, tips every play and every game matter more than ever place your money line prop and parlay bets with a king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER an opportunity to be the heir apparent they can do different things i also think that there is a bit of part of the saints that are thinking you know if Jameis doesn't play who's going to give him a contract like maybe well, he'll want to come too. back and do the teddy bridgewater thing again and then you have him for another year and then maybe he becomes your starter after having a a, a normal training camp with the team i think i i don't know if it's likely but it is a theory that i put out there that hey if he sits on the bench breeze comes back there isn't another team in the national football league that would maybe be willing to throw a lot of money at him so just i like uh, that yeah. Long-term chess game by Sean Payton. Not to sure. mention they did pay 
Well, as as we talked about earlier, though, Dan, all, all the money that they spent on Taysom Hill this time around, so perhaps that was part of the decision-making yeah. plan as well. I did watch the Queen's Gambit. I will not pretend I know a lot about chess, so I will not make any chess references there. Are you an architect, contractor, or engineer looking to gain knowledge about energy efficiency? PG&E's Energy Centers offer more than 500 free online classes. Enroll today at pge.com training. The greatest news of all, there is no buys in Week 12. All right, all 32 teams playing in the National Football League. We get a break. There will be the Buccaneers and Panthers in Week 13, so we're not completely done with the buys. But after Week 13, we will. 30 teams in the NFL have already had their buys, so we, we get with the Thanksgiving holiday. No buys, so you don't have to fill your rosters because of bye weeks. But there may be some guys coming off of buys that you could be interested in picking up. And I can't remember, Mike, if I mentioned this last week, but one of the guys guys that I have my eye on that you should target in your waiver wire situation is Daniel Jones of the Giants if he is available in your league the next three games that he has he's got Cincinnati this week Seattle and Arizona after that we know about Seattle's defense Arizona can maybe get after you but these next two weeks could be a possibility if you have Joe Burrow as your backup maybe go pick up Daniel Jones he's actually a guy that I would look at picking up this week in your waiver wire coming off of a bye people may not think about him but for the next couple of weeks for the Giants who like everybody else in the NFC East are in the thick of it Daniel Jones could be a play for you the next couple weeks you're alive with a pretty good defense that's probably going to give you good field position as they go after Ryan Finley. Not to be confused with our colleague at Fox Sports Radio, Brian Finley. Uh, Finley came in and he just looked grossly overmatched. So we'll see what another week as the full-on starter uh, and getting practice reps does. We still have Boyd and Higgins or whatever else. But uh, for Daniel Jones, Slayton, uh, we've seen Shepard and a little more Golden Tate once he got back in the good graces. So an opportunity there for, for him. He's only owned in about 23% of leagues uh, as we sit right now, Dan. Ryan Finley doesn't have fanatics on his side like Brian Finley does. I can guarantee yet, that no. as well. Yeah, Couple you've of, got – go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say I was going to say a couple of other names, but if you want to talk about the Finley fanatics, I'm all for it. No, I, I I got nothing on that. I had I had some <laughs> other names. I got I got nothing on the fanatics. There's there, that's a whole other problem that's waiting for you. <laughs> oh, I, I love the Fendley fanatics. I love Fendley. I love Fendley more so than the fanatics. Uh, the couple of other names that I want to throw out there: Devonte Booker, uh, Gus Edwards, mm-hmm. because who else is there in Baltimore? Uh, but I do it. think the, the Raiders, the, the, the pound game, I know you don't necessarily want to take the number two running back, but I do think that the Raiders will continue to try to pound the football. And what about a guy like James White with the Patriots with Rex Burkhead uh, going down? James White could be a name you want to look at in week 12. Yeah. I mean, we'd seen Burkhead used as a receiver a little bit more the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, just be, be aware that Sony Michelle didn't get activated this week when yeah. he did and then he didn't, but he probably shows back up in the mix at least for carries, but James white, always a good safety valve for you there. Uh, for whatever reason, you mentioned Gus Edwards, 20% owned and obviously Dobbins and Ingram in COVID protocol. You got Michael Pittman, no matter how much we beg people, they haven't picked him up. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, still still, a, still available in Wait. two-thirds of leagues. Lee, our executive producer, you picked up Pittman. All right, there, there you go. go. Somebody's listening. All right, at least, 
one guy acted on our, our <laughs> advices. Uh, you've got uh, Phillip Rivers, his quarterback, three, t- three touchdown games in the last five. But because the first four or five weeks were so bad, I think people are gun shy unless you're in a two QB league to even add him as a backup. Uh, Des Bryant, if you're de- depending on how big your league is, he got five targets for the Ravens and right now their offense is a mess uh, which is a whole other thing uh, and we can break that down in a 90 minute session another time Uh, in your land even if Chris Carson comes back Carlos Hyde has value he's available in 60% of leagues and then uh, a couple of tight ends why because well we talked about Taysom Hill and the desperation to find a player well they don't get to use him there anymore so they might have to go to the wire and that means Dalton Schultz four more targets Pretty much every week of the year, 39 receptions, only owned in 23% of leagues. And then you got Jordan Reed. He was 5 of 6 for 62 ahead of the 49ers bye. And Nick Mullins looking for safety valves uh, as those wide receivers start to get healthy. All right, on Turkey Day, we get our serving of the Lions. I find it interesting that the NFC North seems to have a bit of a rotation of playing the Lions where you'll get the Packers one year, then you'll get a Bears matchup, and then you'll get a Vikings matchup. And when they switch off with CBS, it's usually they'll have an AFC team. That's how it used to be in the old days. Now there's a little bit more flexibility. But for some reason, we we get the Texans a lot against the Lions on Thanksgiving. I, I think this is like the third time we've seen, and I'm actually going to check this out like in recent history, but I just – I. We get the Texans a lot on Thanksgiving. We get them against the Lions on Thursday. Kenny Galladay, if they were would have practiced on Monday, would have been limited for Detroit. The bad news for them is DeAndre Swift would have been out of practice because of his concussion, his status really up in the air. But the Lions coming up against the Texans, pretty shorthanded in game one on Turkey Day. Yeah, once again, we we look at uh, that backfield thinking that maybe you find some love with Adrian Peterson. Well, he didn't do a whole lot uh, with Swift deactivated. Uh, really didn't find much success at all. Obviously, the shutout, one of the few that you get each season uh, for Houston. We know Cooks and we know Will Fuller, two rock-solid plays. And for Deshaun Watson, look, it's a much happier environment since Bill O'Brien went away. So that is one thing on your Thanksgiving day. There's no Bill O'Brien to torment you uh, <laughs> and, and perhaps ruin your your early morning gluttony uh, as you get things started. Or maybe, you know, that in, in comparison to any uh, parade watching you do virtually uh, along the way. But there's got to be some reason. I mean, Texas must really just watch anything football related on Thanksgiving well, Day. Otherwise, you, why why would you keep putting the Texans out there? You know, I ended up looking it up, and I gave them maybe a little bit too much credit, but this is what it was. The Lions played the Texans in 2012, which also that year was Washington against the Cowboys that season. And then the Lions had the Packers the year after, the Bears, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Vikings, the Bears, the Bears, and now the Bears. Texans again. So I think maybe I thought that the Texans had a little bit more, but this is the second time. And in with the teams that I mentioned, Mike, consecutive AFC matchups for the Lions would be 
the Texans. That's the only AFC team that they've played in when they have. They did have the Patriots a few years ago, and I think the Patriots may have worn their throwbacks on that game, which uh, was even better. But So it wasn't three times, but there was, uh, there was another uh, Texans game. I knew that they played in Detroit because I remembered that one. And we get, you know, we get Washington and Dallas quite a bit, and we'll get it again uh, this time around. Let's dive into that one. You just mentioned Dalton yeah. Schultz a little while ago as a possible target. Uh, Washington, uh, I, I like Antonio Gibson. I, I like him in the stretch run for Washington here uh, on fantasy rosters. But what do you see in our, our game number two on Thanksgiving Day? Was very excited about J.D. McKissick until he only got two targets. Uh, this week uh, and it took all the air out of my thanksgiving day balloon see there you go <laughs> I, I tied it back to the parade very good uh, very good yeah uh look terry mclaurin's unstoppable he's a guy that we're looking at for this week he's he actually cracks my top five again uh for the dallas side of things having andy dalton upright showed that good things can happen right as he started winging the ball around cd lamb making ridiculous catches to rival that of adam thielen and then you look at Gallup, who's a little underserved. Amari Cooper getting his. We mentioned Schultz. And lining up Ezekiel Elliott as a receiver to get things started. A nice little ploy, right? Get a couple of blockers in front of them. They were better at blocking than any of the offensive line work uh, coming into that game. Uh, but he got a season high, 103 rushing yards up against Minnesota. So I, I think you're, you're looking at uh, an offense that could be interesting. Uh, Andy Dalton's a guy I'm, I'm curious to see the follow-up effort, right, and see if they can't keep pushing the ball downfield. I know Washington and that defensive front is is difficult, but with the number of pass catchers you've got out there for Andy Dalton, and he's got no conscience, right? We're talking about auditions mm-hmm. for future contracts, whatever. He's got no delusions that he's the guy in Dallas. I mean, Jerry Jones has all but committed his life to re-signing Dak Prescott at some point, uh, even if they haven't actually – come to terms on dollars so why not just wing it around and show people that your arm's still sound and that you can make throws so i'm looking for dallas to come out and wing it around uh historically by the way the thanksgiving day games are the highest rated regular season games you get in an nfl season so you could have the lions playing the jets and people are going to watch that bad boy so it's i mean washington and dallas will get the highest ratings i'll guarantee it it'll even be more than the last game we're going to talk about but thanksgiving day delivers and likely the lions and texans no matter what you think of those teams still will probably get at least i'll say this they'll be in the top five i don't know if they'll be the top of the list because maybe people aren't getting together as much but i do think that washington and and the cowboys end up getting that top tv rating because that's the game that happens every year the cowboys on thanksgiving well you got to celebrate jerry world on, sure. On right. Thanksgiving Day. It's a tradition unlike any other. Mocking the Lions, watching Jerry, and then whatever that, you know, potpourri, uh, you know, the third game, uh, roll, shuffle up and deal. What do we get? And I've said it before. I don't want to live in a world where the Lions don't play on Thanksgiving. I It is my tradition, uh, like so many others, and I do not want that to end. I don't want them to be taken off that game. I uh, that that would be a shame in my mind. Now the late game, I'm 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 usually not a big fan of adding primetime football, but I actually like it in this case. The Thanksgiving places that we went to would always keep some stupid concert on afterwards, or have some you know it always transition maybe to to Christmas or the holidays right after the Thanksgiving meal that night. So another game on allows for football to be played. 
The Ravens won't be getting together because they have a COVID outbreak on their team, but we still expect them to travel to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. We talked about their shorthandedness, but this I don't know if this will be the same old Ravens-Steelers game that we are accustomed to seeing or even like the one that we saw earlier this season. Is it the Ravens' last stand? Dot, dot, dot. Are we going to do that every week for the rest of the season? Right? Is that where we're at every week? Because right now, Lamar Jackson, for most people, can't play football. He's on the cold sore list because I just don't know what I'm going to get. Right? The fact that you don't have a true pass catcher outside of Mark Edwards leaves you, leaves you problem problematic. Right? We mentioned Des Bryant, a guy they signed off the street, and I'm happy he's got a job in the NFL. But you can't get Boykin or Brown open with any regularity, which means it's the, been the sledgehammer. But if you only have one member of that trio going at that front for the Steelers, it could be a very long day for Lamar Jackson and company. Pittsburgh, I mean, Claypool's a ridiculous, what, 10 touchdowns in his first 10 games, which is just an amazing feat considering the number of mouths that Ben Roethlisberger's feeding in addition mm-hmm. to his own family. I mean, you, you think about all those receivers. I mean, I, I think he's got more than are allowed uh, to catch balls based on current COVID rules. Sorry, COVID joke. <laughs> uh, but, like, because they're not getting much out of the run game, right? We thought James Conner was going to have this resurgence, both you and I, pretty heavy, and it's still coming off on Ben Roethlisberger's arm is really where they're going to have to make their living this year. I gave up on James Conner uh, after week one. He was on my team. I didn't let him go. I continued to play him, and then he turned it around. I traded him, and he continued to produce, but then slowly, 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 mm-hmm. it started to wither away. And you know, I, I mean, even a couple of weeks ago, and you said that they've got a bunch of different guys, but we had talked about Deontay Johnson, and I thought that Juju Smith-Schuster moved off of the number one guy. Now, all those guys put up number one type numbers but Johnson had 16 targets against Jacksonville like like yeah. Ben looks for him all the time Claypool's the guy to break your back to uh goal line situations you know he he's gonna make a play that is going to bust the game open but in the normal situations Ben seems to really look for Deontay Johnson who was a yard away from a from a touchdown in Jacksonville but he's the guy I mean 12 catches to everybody else's four yeah I mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's something and, going and, on there. Well, second year guy, game changer, and at this point, he's also working through the entire route tree. I know that that sounds cliche and the inside football thing, but you trust him at any point in the field, right? Yeah, you know, Juju's more your your downfield guy is, is the way it's developed. Claypool is that Swiss, Swiss Army knife. And particularly in the red zone, he's just gotten to be very good at creating space. And when you don't have the tight end like you did for all those years, your Heath Millers. And Ebron has his spots, but he's also let Ben down in a few games this year. So perhaps doesn't get the target count he might otherwise. You saw the touchdown this week, but uh, this past week in, in week 11. But, you know, Claypool's become that that red zone beast and. I'm curious to see how, what that final tally is when we get to week 17. Number, a couple of things. Number one, I think the only person that Ben likes more than Deontay Johnson is Ben. So you've got sure. that going for Deontay Johnson. Connor did have 89 yards against Jacksonville. Running backs aren't putting up monster numbers this year outside of Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook and Derrick Henry. So 
he, like many others, becomes touchdown dependent. But even outside of what he had this past week, it just has been difficult for James Conner and is tough to tough to trust uh, in situations because he was coming off of weeks of 47, 22, and 36 yards. And that wasn't good. That was not so good in the as you would like to say. All right, let's wrap this baby up. Three-point conversion, my three things that you need to know, and it's going to continue on the Thanksgiving theme. Make sure you have someone on Thanksgiving Day. There's a likely chance that you would. Six teams are in action, but it makes it a lot more enjoyable. There's nothing worse than having no one playing and you just rooting against people. It puts you in a bad mood. At least you can cheer for someone, which will make you a little bit more excited. I am uh, looking forward to playing people on Thanksgiving. You may not want to play six of your guys because then you're <laughs> then you really <laughs> will be in a bad mood if things don't work out. But make sure you play someone on Thanksgiving. I'm bringing a points of Palooza back for week 12, Mike. Sweet. Charger, Chargers and Bills will be the points of Palooza that we have in week 12. So get in your Bills, get in your Bolts, get them in. That's our points of Palooza for week 12. And finally, I mentioned to pick up Daniel Jones. Roll with some Giants this week. Don't be afraid of it. You know, Mike mentioned the, the targets of Darius Slayton, of Golden Tate, of Evan Ingram. There are guys there. I like Daniel Jones as a pickup. They've got the Bengals. Roll with some Giants this week. I don't think that you're going to be disappointed, especially if you have some holes in your lineups. I like the way you think. All right, number one, uh, between waiver wire and, you know, and roster management, one of those big things, time to do some cleaning. Not the spring, but pretend like your relatives are showing up. In other words, start looking at the schedule down the road for those playoff weeks and see if there's any matchups to be exploited. Guys on the wire that maybe have been forgotten, especially when you're looking at maybe unused spots where I, we don't normally advocate having a second kicker laying around, but there just might be a three-game stretch that makes sense or the defense that's the perfect one for week you know, the first week of the playoffs as opposed to what you've been running with. The other that goes along with that, obviously, is making sure nobody's handcuffs are still available, particularly your own, right? We've seen so many injuries throughout this year, yet I see in a lot of leagues that the percentage of unowned, you know, Alexander Madison's, and I won't sing the song, but Dalvin Cook's running the ball a lot. There's a lot of exposure for potential just an ankle, a knee, mm -hmm. you know, takes a stinger, whatever the case may be. So just be smart about it. Uh, and, it, you know, we, we love green and, and red during the Christmas season, right? We celebrate a lot of red with sure. Santa suit and everything else. Uh, I'll, it's more orange, but let's go with Andy Dalton in the heart of Texas All right. uh, on your Thanksgiving day as one of our ninja plays for the week. We'll give him a little bit of love. And because it's the ubiquitous name, you mentioned the Chargers as a whole. I love what we're seeing with Justin Herbert with Mike Williams. And so Mike Williams is a guy that he still is unowned in a lot of leagues and certainly unplayed in a lot of leagues, despite having five or more targets, four straight, 72-plus yards, three of the last four, and knowing Justin Herbert likes to sling the ball downfield. Yes, Keenan Allen is a black hole, and there's going to be 12 to 20 targets uh, his way on a given week. But we know this, that Williams is a guy who's become a trusted deep ball player. So let's light it up once again. 
I know this will be our only episode of the week, but there will be stuff out there. Maybe even throwing some stuff out later in the week just for you to uh, to get the info. You'll uh, have some numbers and some rankings if you want to throw out there. But this is going to be our Thanksgiving edition of the I Want Your Flex podcast. You can always reach us at I Want Your Flex. Get Mike at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox, and our executive producer is Lee DeLap. You can find him on Twitter at Lee DeLap. Well, it has been fun. I am thankful to do this podcast with you guys. I hope that uh, your Thanksgivings are plentiful and uh, can't wait to talk to you after week 12 is in the books. And hopefully we will all be in good spirits. Hopefully we can plan for the playoffs and just hopefully we can all be safe and healthy. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Have a good one, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace. Whether you're a student looking for a new career or a building professional who wants new skills, PG&E offers free online training on energy efficiency and electrification. Enroll at pge.com training. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.